Okay, so I'm going to tell you the schedule for tonight. I'm going to speak for a few minutes, hopefully to give you some chizuk. And then I have something nice to read you that was written about a wonderful skip. Then we're going to have questions that people sent in. I asked them to be sent in. And afterwards, we have a special, special two sisters that are going to be giving chizuk to everybody. Do you know who they are? They're smiling. Okay, that's going to be at the end for dessert. You guys are going to be dessert. Okay. Now, first of all, there's nobody that understands what kips, kids in pain, and neshamas that are struggling, nobody understands them as much as you guys do. You see, everyone's talking about kids off the derech, kids off the derech, kids at risk, all these different words, all these articles. You're living with it. Up close and personal, you're living with it. And you see all the struggles, and you see all the difficulties. You see the difficulties for your kip who is struggling. You see how hard their lives are? Unhappy, unsuccessful. You see how hard it is for everyone around them, how they disturb the peace of the home, how they act in ways that are very selfish and sometimes make a big, big mess. You see how hard it is for the siblings that you are a sibling. You see how hard it is to live in a house with someone who could be struggling with mental illness, who could be struggling with friends and life and being successful, who could be struggling with Yiddishkeit, and who could be struggling with all kinds of drugs or bad friends and bad influences. You see the struggle. You know the struggle. Why do you have to deal with this? Why can't you just say, I don't want to deal with this? You know what the answer is? The answer is fundamentals of Yiddishkeit. The Zayir HaKadosh explains. Rav Shemim explains. There are no mistakes. Every single person in a family is meant to be there. You had to have this in your life. And all the challenges that you have because of it, cannot be deleted, and you cannot run away from it. As I'm going to teach you, if you would run away from it, it wouldn't help you. You know why? You'll have to come back down to earth again and be in the same situation, and I'm going to prove it to you. Fascinating. Every family has a bunch of pieces, like a puzzle. You ever do a puzzle? When you do a puzzle, if every piece is just going to be square, it, it, it can't fit together. In a puzzle, one piece is sticking out, the other one is missing. Every part that is lacking, there's another piece to fill it. A family is a puzzle. And it is, and it has to be, that you, for whatever reason, need to be in this family. And the Zaira Kaddish says that the parents choose to accept this child as their child with all the struggles. They know this in Shemayim and they say yes, because it's a tikkun for themselves. It fixes their own job that they have to do on earth to deal with this child. And the child picks the family. And the child who picks the family, you also picked your family with this mommy and this tati or daddy or abba and with this brother and with this sister. We are put down on earth to struggle, to have challenges. Sometimes the challenges are ourselves, within ourselves. And sometimes our challenge is to tolerate other people who are struggling. And that's our test. 
and I'll prove it to you. Listen carefully. Noyach ish tzadik hoya tamim b'dayraisov. Tamim hoya b'dayraisov. Noyach was perfect. He was a tzadik. The Torah testifies he was tamim. He got a hundred on every report card. He didn't do anything wrong. What could be better than Nayach? Hashem says, imagine Hashem would say on you, you are a tzadikus. Tamim hayyabadayraisov. You are tamim, pure, holy, full, complete, perfect. It was a problem. Nayach went to Shemayim, and Hashem says, I'm very sorry, Nayach. You have to come back down to earth. And the Neshama does not want to come back to earth. It's painful down below. Oh, dear Malachal, no. I don't want to go. There's so much pain and evil in the world below. I don't want to go. Hashem says, sorry. You have to make a tikkun. You have to fix something that you messed up. Me? Messed up? I'm the best guy in, in yeshiva. I'm the best girl in BJJ. I'm the top of the line. What do I, what did I do wrong? Nayak says, Ish tzadik. Hashem says, I'm sorry, Nayak. You have to go back down. Because I said I'm going to kill everyone else besides you. And you did not manage to save one person. One guy you didn't get. You couldn't be Makar of one person. You didn't try to stop me. You didn't put your neck on the line for your people. And which people are we talking about? The Torah says they were Malechamas. They were robbers, bad people. And still, you can't just live your life and be Tzadik Tamim Hayyub You can't just say, whoa, I'm perfect. I'm holy. I just want to daven and learn. I just want to pray and sing. No. Not when there's problems that other people are suffering with. You're not allowed to be that way. Asur, you have to go back down. Nayak, you should have said, I'm not going in the teva if you're going to do this. You should have fought for other people. Why didn't you fight for anybody? Why didn't you care about anybody? Not one person? Why didn't you say, I'm not going on that boat without my mother-in-law? I'm not going on without that neighbor. Nobody? You have to go back down to earth. Who did he come back down as? Anybody know? When you come back down, you only have to make a tikkun for that thing. So it wouldn't be fair to come back down as somebody who has a lot of other problems. You have to come back as a tzaddik also. So who did he come back as? Says the Zaira Kaddish. Came back as Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgul. It wasn't his first time down here on planet earth. He was sent down here to be a tzaddik also, but he had to make a tikkun. He had to fix the part that Nayach did not do. He had to overcome that challenge. And let's say he wouldn't have, he would go up to Shemayim and they would say, Moshe Rabbeinu, very nice. He spoke to Hashem, Panim el Panim, Peh el Peh. You had a great relationship. You did great. You gave the Torah. You went up to Shemayim. You fasted for 40 days. You did the Makis. You took, you're the hero of Klal Yisrael. You're the Raya Neman, the shepherd. Everything. Got to go back down because you didn't fix what you had to do. What did he have to do? One thing. He had to care. He had to care about someone else. He had to stick his neck out for someone else. 
So what happens? Hashem is misavev sivuvim. Hashem decides and sets everything up and puts Moshe Rabbeinu in the same situation as Nayach. Nayach was in a situation that Hashem said, I'm going to destroy the whole world. Moshe Rabbeinu was very similar, where Hashem said, I'm going to destroy the whole Klau Yisrael. That was his test. What's Moshe Rabbeinu going to do? Is he going to side with Hashem, who was right? Or is he going to side with Klau Yisrael, who was wrong? They sinned with the ego. And Hashem says, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy them. And, and, and Hashem was right. Hashem's always right. You ever get in that situation? You want to side with Hashem. You want to side with the Torah. You want to decide, you want to side with what is right. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? You better not do that. If you're going to destroy them, I'm out of here. Destroy me, Macheni, eradicate me from your Torah. I don't want any part of this. He took a stand for Zara. He took a stand for his fellow brothers and sisters, the Jewish people, who were on Diyuta Tachtoyne, the lowest, lowest level. And he said, I'm not going to go ahead without them. I'm not going to go ahead and watch, watch them destroyed, and I'm going to be the best boy or the best girl and have a great shidduch and build a wonderful life, and me, 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 and they're bad. Why do I have to lose out because of them? He didn't do that. Here. Is where Moshe Rabbein redeemed himself, not just himself, his self now, his original self. He redeemed Nayach. He redeemed his Neshama. He redeemed who his essence is. Every time we come down here, the essence is our Neshama. And we get clothes surrounded by this family and this this year and these problems and these friends because we have to make a tikkun. We have to fix something in ourselves. So Hashem gives us this challenge and that challenge. And it's so difficult sometimes. But that's why we're here. When he said, Macheni no mesifrecha, Macheni is the same letters as Me Nayach. That's what the Zayra Kadr says. Wow. Wow. Me Nayach. The waters of Nayach. He said, Macheni, he redeemed himself from the waters of Nayach. Nayach was not meant to just live his life, even being a tzaddik. Nayach was meant to give up for another Jew. Nayach was meant to give up for another guy. There were no Jews then. You're not in a bubble. It's not about you, you, you. It's about I have to be a positive influence for the people around me, and I have to be prepared to take a stand for the people around me, even when they are wrong and the other person is right. Why? Because that's the achrayis of somebody being a leader. That's the achrayis we have for the people around us. That's achrayis. That's the responsibility. And sometimes that's our tikkun, Otherwise, we come back again and again. You have a test. Your test is being a sibling. We have over 3,000 siblings in the TP family. And you know the tests. It's testing your Ahavas Yisrael. Could you love someone who's, who's so messed up, so different, struggling? All the challenges. Could you love that person? That's a test in your Ahavas Yisrael, in your love. It's being tested. Easy to love somebody who you like. Easy to love somebody who makes you feel good. Easy to love somebody who you look up to. It's a test on your Ahavas Yisrael. 
you're supposed to love everyone else. It's hard. You know how hard it is, but that's the test. Which muscle is being tested? You go to the gym, you want to have muscles, it's going to hurt. And you're going to have to focus on it. And you're going to want to quit. And you're going to say it's not fair. But if you quit, you're not going to build muscle. You build muscle by, by doing what's not comfortable. And this is a muscle of Ahavas Yisrael. You love Hashem, you love Hashem's children. But I don't know if I can love this person. There's a story of Rabbi Shlomo Karlina. He was a big, 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 big tzaddik. And somebody came in to talk to him. And everybody saw, all the Hasidim saw, that this guy was speaking to their Rebbe. And they knew who this guy was. Big, big Russia. Bad, bad guy. Bad guy. And they were sitting there. What's going on? They saw the Rebbe smiling at him. The Rebbe had Ruach HaKadosh. What's he smiling at him and being nice to him, being so warm to him? And one of the Hasidim, his name was Reb Uri Mistrelisk, the Saraf. He was sharp. He was very sharp. And he couldn't take it. He could not take this. Why is Reb Shlema Mekarlin, why is my holy Rebbe being so nice to this low life? Throw him out of here. He doesn't belong here. You know what Averis he did? We all know. Why doesn't the Rebbe know? And he was having these thoughts and he saw what's going on. And the Rebbe called him over and he said, my dear, my dear Talmud, you go out of the house. Go to the base medrash. I'll call you when I'm ready for you. And then he went back to talking to this guy. What a big smile. How are you? What's doing? Showing him love and warmth. Raburi Mistrelis. He's probably thinking, me? Why do I have to leave? I'm the good kid. Why am I being punished? He goes to the base Madrash. A short while later, they call him back. And the Rebbe calls him in and he tells him, do you know what I was doing? Do you think I don't know who he was? Do you think I don't know his sins? I know exactly what he did. I wanted to teach you a lesson. Your Ahavas Yisrael is limited. You could only love a tzaddik. You could only love a, a, a mediocre guy, a middle guy, but you couldn't love him. But when Hashem says to love every Jew, it means without a limit. And I wanted to teach you that. I'm bigger than you, not smaller than you. Because I can love even him. And you need to work on yourself to be big and love even him. HaTzadik HaGadol B'Yoyser says the Nesiv Shalom in the name of the Baal Shem Tev. HaTzadik HaGadol B'Yoyser the bigger tzaddik, Yocholehoiv, can love Harasha Hagadol B'yaser. The bigger Russia. The bigger the tzaddik loves, the bigger the Russia. If somebody can't tolerate somebody, sometimes they do it in the name of Hashem. Torah, Shabbos. They're limited. Because if they would be bigger, they can tolerate lower. Isn't that interesting? If you're a big Yankee fan, then you hate the other team. A bigger Yankee fan hates the other team even more. Yankees and the Red Sox, I'm not a, a baseball fan, but they have a feud going back decades. The bigger the Yankee fan, the more you hate the Boston Red Sox. The bigger you are as a from Yid, you should hate more Rishayim, Bali Avera. Doesn't work that way. The Tzadikim of all the generations loved. The bigger the Tzadik loved, the bigger the Russia. So what does that mean? It means that we have to become different. We have to grow 
This is a test on your Ahavas Yisrael. Could you love your sibling and their friends? It's a test on your Midos Tovos. Sure, it's nice to have good Midos. Pass the salt, pass the this. I'll help you, you'll help me. But now it's such a test. You know how hard it is. Such a test on your Midos. If you can work out those Midos and still tolerate and still be nice to someone who maybe is not considerate to you, you become Superman. It's a test to not being judgmental. Do you look down at your sibling, at your kip? Do you think that their friends are bad? Or do you realize that if I'm better, it's only because Hashem gave me the schus to be better. It's only because bad things maybe didn't happen to me, or I had the strength to overcome, and they never don't have it. We have a chiyuv of not being judgmental. Our chiyuv is havedon eskal adam lekav schus. That's our chiyuv is to judge everybody favorably. Could you do that? Or is it limited? Are you able to do that? Don't judge somebody until you're in their place. And this Fashemah says you'll never be in somebody else's place. So just don't judge anybody. Could you do that? Or are you judgmental? Boy, is this a test. Because you want to be good and you know what's good. And then you see bad, bad behavior, cursing, bad stuff, Chil Shabbos, all the bad stuff. And it makes you want to look down at the people. You can look down at what they're doing because you know it's bad. Don't look down at the people because they're struggling. It's a big, big challenge. What about thinking that you're better than other people? Being conceited, egotistical, having gaiva. If you're an anov, you don't take credit for yourself. You don't look down and, at other people and think, I'm better. You say, Hashem, Baruch Hashem, you made me, you allowed me to be good. I can daven, I can learn, I can have good friends, I can go to camp, I can go to school. I have my struggles, everyone has their struggles, but it's normal. I can get married, I can have children one day, I can build a family. I have so much, Hashem, all because you let me have that. I feel so bad for my sister or my brother and their friends that they don't have that and they're struggling. I feel so bad. It's a test to your Rachmanos. Don't hate. Feel bad that other people aren't as lucky as you are. Other people are not as fortunate as you are. Other people have too, too much pain and too much problems. Each one of these things is being tested, and Hashem gave you these tests more than anybody. Because you have to live with this 24-7. And you have to develop sympathy and empathy and become a super loving person who doesn't use their gifts from Hashem to look down at other people, who doesn't use their ability to steig and to be wonderful and from to look down at other people. I'm looking around at the Zoom group. I see a lot of familiar faces. I see faces of heroes, heroines, princesses who give up for their brother and sister and who are loving, amazing people. And when you can all become like them, leaders, you'll realize that if you can deal with this the proper way, you're, you're building so much muscle to be tolerant and loving and non-judgmental and happy and happy and happy. Instead of talking bad about them, negativity, Lashon Hara, Rechilos, anger. The Yetzirah loves that. We go above. We go above and beyond to be loving and nice, and we protect our, their covet, their self-esteem. We're not going to talk bad about anybody. 
We just work on ourselves. We work on ourselves. Isn't that amazing? We have to be so busy working with on ourselves, we don't have time to criticize anybody else. What are we all, Rupchaim Kanievsky and Rebetzin Kanievsky? We, we ready to finish growing? We have nothing to do? And Nesiva Shalom said something amazing. You're going to love this. Chasidus, Chasidus Shesvarim and Musur Shesvarim, he says, are meant to teach you how to work on yourself, not on other people. We look at the Musur Shesvarim and we get angry. They should do this different and they should do this different. No, it's about you. Self, working on yourself, self-help. Stop trying to fix everybody else. Work on yourself. And then you're going to become so elevated, you're going to have the best life. You're going to be able to be the best spouse. You're going to be able to be the best mother. You're going to be able to be the best daughter to your parents. You're going to be that person that everybody looks up to. You're going to be that person that everybody looks up to. Everybody knows that girl who's always happy. Everybody knows that girl who, even though she has one or two or three or four or five off the Derek siblings, she's from, she's able, she's wonderful, she's giving, she's ibergegeben, she gives herself over, she's non-judgmental, she's happy, she sits in Davins without looking down. Everybody knows that girl exists, and everybody looks up to that girl. And that girl is going to get the best shit up in the world because everybody sees and everybody knows who that is. And everybody knows the other girl, angry, angry, always angry. Why do I have to give up? Why do I have to smell this smell? Why do I have to this? You're right, but you're angry. Angry and bitter. Nobody wants to get married to an angry and bitter person, even if they're right. Happy and giving or angry and bitter. Those are the two extremes. And when you're stuck in an extreme situation, you all know there's no middle. You're either going to step up or you're going to drown. So imagine two people that are in the ocean. They're both in the ocean. Big waves. Big waves. Both of them are in the ocean. One of them is having a great time and the other one is almost dead. He's dying. What's the difference between them? One of them is swimming all alone. And every single time there's a wave, it almost drowns him. And he goes under the wave and gets pushed down and he can't breathe. And the other one has a surfboard. When he has a surfboard, the bigger the wave, the more fun he has. The bigger the wave, the higher up he goes. The bigger the challenge that is drowning all the little people, he goes even higher. Woohoo! Look at me. TP, Twisted Parenting, our Mahalach, is a surfboard. The same families that are dealing with this, not TP, calling Hatzalah all the time, fighting, screaming, yelling. Kids who are pulling knives on their parents, Rahman al-Islam, getting thrown out of the house. The house is full of tension and anger constantly. It's the worst thing for the other kids. Every time the kid does something crazy, every time the kid does something nuts, everybody goes crazy and they're drowning in anger and in pain. I know this. One of my closest friends runs Shomrim, and they have a domestic violence unit that deals only with fighting in the house. And most of the calls that they get are parents fighting with their kids. So much fighting that they need to call Shomrim. And many times Hatzalah as well. He has 20 people who work under him just for Flatbush. And they're busy all the time. And I asked him, did you ever get a call from a TP family? Never. Not in Flatbush. 
out of 450 plus families, we have maybe 1% that struggles with that. 99 plus percent, it's calm in our house. You let your kip live and they let you live and we watch them, Be'ezus Sashem, of course, get calmer and start to behave more normal. It's a process that you're going to watch unfold before your eyes and see how we can work on ourselves and it affects the whole universe. So one person is drowning every time and the other one is on a surfboard, TP, it's a surfboard. And there's challenges and you're going to write a book about it and say, oh, things were crazy. That time that he did this, that time that she did this, the time that she used my hairbrush. I mean, what could be worse than that? You know what could be worse than using your hairbrush? Using your toothbrush. Or the friends came and used your toothbrush. Oh, my gosh. And all of the other many problems that you know happen. It's not a perfect world. Either you're going to drown or you're going to get elevated. Every Nisayan, every test, it could be a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And that's why Hashem gave you this Nisayan. And everybody's watching. Your neighbors are watching. Your friends are watching. Everybody's watching. And they know the girls that are elevated and calm and have inner peace and happiness. And they see it on your face and they see it by your behavior. And that is the most attractive thing that everybody sees. Wow, look at this kid. And then they see the angry ones. And that looks very, very ugly. So we have to work on ourselves. Everybody sees it and everybody talks about it forever. Forever and ever. Because there was somebody in the Torah who gave up everything for her sister. And we still talk about it thousands of years later. Do you know who that was? Yeah? Yeah, right. Very good, Malka. Rachel Imenu. What could be worse than that? She was supposed to marry Yaakov. Tzadik, the God Adar. And she was going to give up being married to Yaakov and get who? Esav, a Russia murderer, an idol worshiper. Would you do that for your sister? Would you do that? Would you say, you know what? You marry the Godel Adar and I will marry the Russia Hadar. We would say, no, it's not fair. Not fair. It's not right. Not happening. How many people would do that? She did it. She said, I'm not going to embarrass my sister. I'll take the embarrassment on me. I'm not going to let my sister be embarrassed. I'm going to protect her dignity. So when your brother goes outside and your friends or the people say, that's your brother or your sister? You say, I'll step in front. You can make fun of me, but you stay away from my brother. Is it the housekeeper or it's your sister? Why is she dressing like a guy? Don't mess with my sister. You want to make fun of me? Make fun of me. But do not, do not make fun of my sister. Don't make fun of my brother and don't make fun of my sister. Protect the dignity of your sister and your brother. Protect the dignity of people around you. You become Rachel Imenu. And people will talk about you forever. Okay. Now, I want to read something very amazing. There's somebody, you know, we have heroes. You know about the heroes? Send out, people nominate people to be their hero. And 
that's anybody who's nice to any of their kids anywhere in the world for any reason. And then we're going to do a raffle. And whoever wins from that raffle is going to win $5,000. So one of the parents nominated their skip, their daughter, for the raffle to be a hero. Listen to what this sister did. Sarah goes above and beyond to help her Kip siblings, even though she lives far away. So Sarah is married and lives in a different country, and she has more than one. She has several Kips in her family. Whenever she and her family are with us, everything seems lighter and happier in our home. Stop. That's the vibe that you create. And everybody feels that. Maybe not the first day or the first month. Over time, when you're around, we're, we're lighter and happier. When you walk in and you smile and you're happy, the whole room becomes happy. And even if now they don't appreciate it, eventually they will. Everybody knows that girl. So that's Sarah, this girl Sarah. Everything seems lighter and happier in our home. Thus, they've come to, to visit quite a few times since we began TP, despite the effort and expense involved. So it takes a lot of effort, a lot of expense, but they still do it. Sometimes we've asked them to come, and other times they've simply offered on their own. She comes with her family, with her husband and her kids. Their trips not only boost the overall environment in our house, but they also specifically convey how much the Kip siblings mean to them and their kids. They come loaded with cards and pictures for the Kips who really feel loved by their little nieces and nephews. Lots of hugs and kisses help too. Sarah intuitively gets TP, even though she says that she does what she does just out of respect for her parents and that she just wants to help us and that she naturally loves her siblings. But the fact is, that being nice and going out of her way for our kips is just who she is. Baruch Hashem, we are blessed with a fantastic daughter and such a supportive son-in-law who supports her devotion to our family, even though it's not easy. Sarah's lighthearted nature endears her to all. She laughs a lot and makes simple things fun. She knows how to twist things in such a way and makes it appear that she needs the kids for support rather than the other way around. What a chesed. She doesn't make it sound like I'm here for you. She's like, oh, could you help me out? Oh, it's so great when you're around. You want to help me babysit? She makes them feel like they're helping her. She has patience to be on the phone endless hours at any time, day or night, if one of her Kip siblings needs to talk. And at the same time, she's able to give them space and not take it personally if that's what's needed. She never takes it personally, even though sometimes weeks go by with no response to her texts or calls. You guys know that. Kips are kips, right? They don't always respond. Although she once told her kip sibling, it would mean the world to me if we could be in touch every single day. And she constantly projects unconditional love, sending a clear message, I am here for you no matter what. So even though she does that, and sometimes they don't even respond, she doesn't take it personally. I'm going to give more. I'm going to give more. We're the healthy ones. We got to keep on being healthy. Some time ago, one of our Kips was going through a particularly hard time and longed for Sarah's company. Without giving it a second thought, she left behind lots of food and arrangements for her husband and children and came here to America on her own with a new baby. Although she couldn't fix that issue that her sister and brother was struggling with, her thought process was, if someone is in pain and my being with them can take away even one hundredth 
even one hundredth of one percent of their pain, I'm going to do it. And all the more so if that person in pain is my sibling. I have a responsibility to hold their hand. During the few days that she was here, she made the kips her total priority. Everything else that she had to do, seeing her in-laws, other family members, shopping, she did that only after she took care of them and worked around them. Even though she had jet lag and a nursing baby, she gave up her sleep to spend time with her kips. And what's more, she had no expectations of them. She did it all L'shem Shemayim. One of the kips barely even acknowledged, didn't, didn't realize that she was waiting up for them to come back in the middle of the night. And she told me, who cares? I have no expectations of them. I'm not doing this for their appreciation right now. I'm happy to see them in whatever state or mood they're in because that's real and that's who they are. Wow. When another kip felt that there was too much work to do and she couldn't join for one of the family outings, she told her, of course your work comes first. That's for sure what's most important. I'm here for you, but you do what you need to do. She not only tried to cheer up her kip siblings, spending time shopping or going for ice cream or chilling, she also boosted them through complimenting even the littlest things, such as what, uh, the way that one of them arranged their books on the shelf. She gave them such compliments. She encouraged the kips in whatever they were doing and showed genuine interest in their activities, even though their left, lifestyles are very, very different than hers. She spent hours helping one of her siblings with some creative work and even got them started on a new project. And toward the end of the trip, she tried to persuade her sister and brother, come back with me. Come, come with me to where I live for a week. Without blinking an eye, she even said, you think you have to stay here for your job? I would pay 10 times more than they're paying you for your company just to make them feel, them feel good. She recently helped one of her siblings, Kips, through a very painful relationship loss by sharing deep words of wisdom. Sarah listened empathized, showed unconditional support, and conveyed the following message. Listen carefully. People do things for their own reasons. They're not thinking about the impact their choices have on other people. They're thinking about themselves. And losses are very painful. And it can really feel hard to move on. And this is what you have to say for all different situations. And you should write this down. She said, but I want you to know that throughout your life, people will come and go. Best friends will come and go. Girlfriends, boyfriends, roommates, jobs, you name it. But you know what? At the end of the day, all we really have is family. We're the ones who will always be here for you. It's true that we have different personalities and different styles. And some relationships are much more complicated than others. But we all love you very, very much. We will always be here. You can always count on us. We're your family, and we will all be here for you forever. Wow. Wow. And therefore she was nominated to be a hero, to be a TP hero. You girls know what it's like and you know what's right. You know, forget about this Kip, how lucky they have it. Forget about what this girl is giving up. What is she getting? She's a hero. That's the attitude that you need to have. Shavuos night, there was a boy who's married and he went out the whole Shavuos night to learn. Not only to learn, but he gave shiurim. He's a big tzaddik, a big tamad chacham. Very from. Very, very, very from. Sincerely from. He came back 
after a whole night, you know what you feel like staying up a whole night learning. And then Shachris and Laning and Musaf and hearing Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, it's as holy as you can be. It's almost like by Yom Kippur, by, by Ni'ila. Very holy night. And he comes in and his sister and her friends are there being Michal Yantif on the phone watching television not dressed the shock, the shock is so hard to go from Maimad Har Sinai as much as we can get to, to Erevrav, to, 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 to Rishoyim, what looks like to be the worst possible, the shock is crazy to go from, from that shul and the davening and the singing the halal and, and listening to Kriya Satayah to, to sing the opposite. But he shtaged that Shavuos night. He became a gadol. He became elevated. Came home. He saw this and he said, good morning. How are you? He was nice to everybody. He offered to make them drinks. He said, is it morning or night? You're up a whole night. Do you want me to make a coffee for you? And he was nice. And he told the friends, "You have the, my sister must be the best friend in the world. You're so lucky to be her friend. Any friend of my sister's is the luckiest gave her a big hug. Didn't look at the chitzainis, didn't look at the dress, the tzniyos of her, the friends, nothing. That's holiness. It's painful, but that's holiness. That's the sign of the dar, to be able to be holy, and then yet, tzadik ha-gadol b'yoyser, And they're not rishayim. You know more than anybody the pain. They don't sleep at night. Your siblings are in pain. You know that. But even though they behave terribly, our job, the healthy ones, have to carry the unhealthy. The strong have to carry the weak. And as much as I tell it to you, you have to live with that every single day. And it's very hard. You can get tired. So you need a lot of chizuk. Where should you get chizuk from? You should get chizuk from those of you who have access to YouTube, if you're allowed to have it. I have videos on there. I gave your parents an SD card a little small SD card to put in a device, should be a kosher device. And there's tons of videos there. And there's tons of audio from me and from other people as well. You should be listening to that. You should be listening, ask your parents to teach you from the TP manual, the, the parts that are appropriate for your age. The divrei tire that's in the TP manual should be set at the Shabbos table about Ava and Achva and Shalom and Reus and friendship and love and Kirov. And you should commit yourself to be mechazik yourself, to be on the side of pulling these neshamas back. As you know, I've said many times, I'm not going to go through it now, Zayir HaKadosh that says it's, there's nothing more you can do on this world that will give you more schar than the mitzvah of loving your siblings and anybody who falls away from Hashem. And he says the way to do it is only with Ava, only with love. And your parents should show you, you can ask them to see that clip where I learned that Zaira Kaddish. You have to know what Yiddishkeit really is. Yiddishkeit really is working on myself, but yet not looking down at other people. And when you can do that, you're going to have the greatest, greatest life.